Welcome to Big Game Hunger, a show where me and a guest craft the big next game every episode. We'll be taking three random ingredients and blending them together into one incredible game. I'm Jenna Steber and I crave content. And I'm joined by Alex Jaffe. Who are you, Alex, and what do you have a hunger for? Hello, I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm a professional comic book expert. I host Insert Credit a video game podcast that has been on the air since 2012, where I ask the most intelligent people in games the weirdest and stupidest questions I know, and I wield a horrible buzzer that keeps them from going off track every six minutes, uh, including the likes of your friend and mine, Brandon Sheffield, mm-hmm. Action Buttons, Tim Rogers, uh, Video Game History Foundation founder, Frank Cifaldi. I also host the comic book podcast 52 Pickup on the Great Aftermath Network, and (laughs) I have a big hunger for tables. I love (laughs) tables. When I say tables, I don't mean dining room tables. I mean tables of options. What I love to do in every aspect of my life is figure out 10 or 20 things I want to do, whether it's reading a book or starting a new game, and I let the dice or even sometimes a friend decide what of those options is going to dictate my day. So this podcast format happens to be right up my alley. It truly is. It's perfectly well-suited for this, can I say, insane strategy for living your life. (laughs) Oh my God, yeah. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've asked a friend to watch some movie with me. And they asked me, well, why are you watching this right now? And I said, it was on the table. (laughs) Is that like your your tagline? Are your friends just like, oh my God, it was on the table? (laughs) I've never phrased it that way out loud, but I might start it. <laughs> I think it would draw a lot of things into perspective. I think it's a good I think it's a good um what was it called when a sitcom character has has like a little slogan that they say all the time. A catchphrase. A catchphrase that can be your catchphrase. <laughs> it's on the table, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry we're fishing at midnight. It was on the table, you know. <laughs> God, isn't that my life for the past 15 years? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I love that you do that Uh, because I feel like all of my efforts and energy are about winnowing all of my options down to two because then when you have two options, it's really easy to choose between the two. And if you have a dozen, it's impossible. But I like that you've just leaned into that. Oh, yeah. My philosophy is that Harvey Dent wasn't thinking big enough. Um, Some great insight into your (laughs) (laughs) DC-specific knowledge center and your new DC that you mentioned, your new DC podcast. Right, 52 Pickup. We're going through – me and Gita Jackson, the lovely and talented Gita Jackson. Powerful duo. We are going through the 2006 event comic 52, (laughs) which was this weekly comic book series by some of the greatest comic book writers at the time, all kind of getting together in a writer's room to hash out how they were going to make this thing, which is something that was basically unheard of in comics (laughs) before. And there were a million reasons it should not have worked, but it somehow did. And Every episode we analyze exactly how that happened. It's awesome. It's such a good concept for a podcast. Uh, that the fifty-two 
that was just before I got super into DC Comics because I was raised on on Batman the Animated Series. Oh, yeah. And that, that was just before I got into comics. And then I got out just after the the 52 reboot that yeah, they did. Yeah, the new 52. The new 52. The number one question I get mm. asked about my show is, oh, do you mean the new 52? No, I do not mean the new 52. There was an <laughs> old 52. And that was almost oh, the title of our show, the old 52. The old 52. 52 pickups better. That's yeah. very catchy. Do you have people being like, why aren't you talking about poker? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're trying to rope in the uh card sharks uh they don't know what our show is about when they search for it on their podcast app and once they hear our delightful chemistry they're drawn in and our trap is set and they're stuck in our web that that that's that's our strategy you say that, but we do have we got a review for Burnt Cookbook Party, which is my actual play Pathfinder podcast. Yes. We got a review on Apple Podcasts from Lady who was being like, I was searching for a cooking show. Uh, and I downloaded this because I thought that's what it was. But then I actually just really liked it. Oh, you got him. You got him. <laughs> it worked. It worked. Uh, hopefully Big Game Hunger is doing the same thing. Hey, if you're listening now because you thought this was going to be a cooking show. Uh, some of the episodes are actually going to be <laughs> close to what you want. <laughs> oh, I assumed that this would be uh, the result of people searching for big game hunters. Uh, <laughs> yeah. get, get a bunch of uh, people who are in the antelope hunting community. Hey, wait a minute. We've, we, we've got an episode for them, too. Yeah, they're going to be more disappointed, I yeah. think. <laughs> uh, all right. It's time to pivot. I've got my dice out, oh, and we'll see. I've never what heard words you. more beautiful. <laughs> All right, it's time. We've got our adjective <laughs> is green. Okay, so that can very ambiguous. It, what that, that could mean. mean environmentally friendly. It could just mean green. Could just be could mean something Kermit s. Yes, we'll figure it out. The <laughs> well, I know the game's not going to be easy. Hey. hey. Uh the premise is sharks. Okay. <laughs> and the type of gameplay is uh oh, this comes from Clay Murphy, one of our previous guests, Godzilla Sim slash Rampage. Oh. A rampage alike. Well, Godzilla, I have to put the caveat here that I am colorblind. So what I'm about to say may be wildly <laughs> mistaken. Godzilla is green, right? Kind of greenish, yeah, in some iterations. Is he green yeah. brown? What's his what's his deal? What's kinda, his yeah, kind of like kind of like a really dark green, a kind of a slimy dark green brown. All right. So what we're looking at here is some kind of destruction simulator. Uh yes. with a shark, which is a game that exists. Wasn't there a game recently where you're a shark that goes around eating people? Oh no. Has the spreadsheet failed us already? There was there was a game a couple of years ago. Uh, I think it was a kind of an asymmetrical horror game where yes, um, you play as a big shark and other people play. I think we're making Man Eater today. No, no. Here's why our game is going to be different. It's going to be environmentally friendly. <laughs> or is it? Or is it green in the <laughs> golf sense? Because what oh. I'm picturing is a shark who swims through a golf course the <gasps> way one would swim through an ocean. Okay. Well, okay. So you've accidentally hit on I, – I have 
I feel like this is true for most people, but I have a number of sore spots that if you hit upon them will secretly, if you hit the right Konami code into a conversation with me, will unlock a massive rant about certain things. And golf is one of those things. Oh, baby, here comes the conversation tree. (laughs) I fucking hate golf. Here's the thing about golf. Okay. First of all, hugely sexist and racist as a whole institution. Let's just get that out of the way. And and not to diminish that. Obviously, that is a huge issue. Gents only, ladies forbidden. That's what they say golf stands for. Exactly. It's so obnoxious. And they're always just like gatekeepers for wealth and for white people. And it's just like, that's already obnoxious. The fact that so much business happens on the green is such a, mm-hmm. a, a an institutional way of excluding uh, non-white men from those conversations. That aside, golf courses are the fucking worst. They're an environmental, just uh, a land pit. Oh, yeah. That takes so much water and effort to make this uh, finely... immaculate beautiful roving course and then you don't actually enjoy it you just knock balls over it and they are always in the most the most iconic beautiful places when i lived in tacoma there was this huge section that looks like it's going to be a park but it's just this giant golf course next to the water and instead of being able to look out at the puget sound there's all these idiots um ogling their balls it's just that fucking golf is the fucking worst well i grew up in a place called hollywood florida in a neighborhood called (laughs) Emerald Hills, if you want to dox my parents. And all of the streets in that neighborhood were named after famous golfers because the entire neighborhood was built around (gasps) this big-ass golf course. And I just – there were people in golf carts crossing the streets uh, because they were segmented in this way that you, like, had to cross the actual neighborhood to get from one hole to the next. So, oh my God. <laughs> I, I, I spent my entire life growing up amongst golfers. And right now, the big controversy in my neighborhood is that they want to take the golf course down to put more housing in. And oh, the, the, the old guard is absolutely not having this. Uh, but it's going to happen. Is it possible, <laughs> Alex, is it possible that um, you were raised a gnome living in a tiny uh, house in a mini golf court? I, I mean... That's what you're describing. <laughs> I did grow up in the highest uh, level of a windmill that was constantly blocking my window. <laughs> and my next door neighbor was this gorilla that was always banging his fists up and down. <laughs> but uh, I don't see why you would think that otherwise. Okay, I'm just adding a couple of other things <laughs> to my ingredients spreadsheet. Yeah. <laughs> really good game concepts. Right. So I think this is a great opportunity to uh, take revenge on that particular upper class of individual by putting the fear of sharks into them. Yes. I Just when you thought it was safe to go back on the green. Yes. I I love the idea of um, a rampage alike where you're exclusively destroying golf courses. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and for environments, I kind of like your idea of bringing the mini golf aesthetic into it. Maybe what this is, is a giant version of a mini golf course. Ooh, okay. Yes, I like that. That has very much like, um, did you ever play What the, what the Golf? Uh, I have not. It's superb. I, I cannot recommend it enough. It is extremely funny. Um, but it's kind of a kind of a surreal golf game. 
I don't I don't know how to describe it. I just highly recommend playing it. It, it almost all of the golf course they're very very small like one shot golf courses and a lot of them are just jokes. They're just puns or um joke setups. Uh it is a superb game. It's one of the best comedy games out there. I'll tell you what, I'll put it on my table. Yes. <laughs> God, I feel so honored to have uh, been involved in a table. <laughs> It's what this podcast is for. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so I love I love that because then because like normal golf courses uh, amongst my complaints, which are, are numerous, I've not even enumerated all of my complaints about golf courses. Amongst my complaints is that they're very boring. Yeah. <laughs> they're just a lot of wide open spaces. Uh, my formal apologies to anybody who loves to golf. I think it is a fine sport, but there's so much baggage around it. <laughs> that is regrettable. Because if we do mini golf, that really lets us do basically whatever we want visually with the golf exactly. course. Exactly. My one problem with proposing a golf game was bland, repetitive uh, level, level design. design. I mean, the other thing we could also, I, I'm because like the the rampage alike is you've got above ground monsters destroying buildings and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. it, it could also be that this is some sort of green shark. Uh, where a kind of a kind of a, a tremor situation. That's where the exactly shark... what I'm picturing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. I think I think you should be able to traverse under the ground or above. Yes. That's my pitch. Uh, what does the okay. fin look like uh, coming out of the ground? Um, I mean the iconic choice is the fin. Right. <laughs> uh, but I'm thinking it should be covered with like a little plaid knitted cap. Like a golf I would, <laughs> Whoa! Wearing the clothes of its oppressor? Exactly. Oh, that's really funny. I was going to pitch, because uh, I love games where you get little hats, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that this should be the cosmetics option, how you decorate your face yeah. sticking out of the ground. <laughs> sure. It, once you eat like 200 or 300 golfers, then you get your little plaid fin cap. I like that. <laughs> Um, aesthetically, for some reason, I have latched onto an almost Katamari Damacy-like aesthetic, um, for reasons I'm unclear of. <laughs> um, because of the chaos, because you're going into an environment and screwing it up. That's absolutely that Keita Takahashi, uh, <laughs> angle. Yeah, I totally see that. Uh, plus it seems easier than hyper-realism. Yes. And I think- And it, it, less upsetting when you- you're killing a bunch of people. Yes. Yeah, that's a good point. I think that's I think that feels like a, a right choice, especially if we're gonna do like mini golf style. Mm -hmm. Uh because there's something something about mini golf feels like it should always be represented in a Katamari style. Yeah. <laughs> Even in real life. I feel like if he was given the opportunity, Takahashi could make a great mini golf course. <gasps> wow. God, I wish that was – that's my dream for him. Yeah. I wish that was his dream for himself. Well, for a long time, <laughs> he talked about designing playgrounds for children, and I feel like it's a short jump from one to the other. Yes, um, but playgrounds are better because they're not golf. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, okay, so okay, you you also brought up something I want to circle back to, which is eating golfers. Yes, which I love. Uh, I'm very into that. Sure, that feels like that should be an aspect of this. 
Uh, is there is it like a stealth kind of thing or is it more of an action thing? Oh, it's I absolutely because it's a Godzilla like I absolutely see it as an action thing. You are interrupting a great day on the green. You're screwing up the course. <laughs> you're eating as much people as possible. You're, uh, you're you're clearing the field. You're leveling it uh, for the natural growth to return. <laughs> God, I love it so much. God, I wish this was real. Yeah. You got to avoid sand traps because the one thing your shark can't swim oh. through is sand. Uh, so oh, I when love you that. Encounter the sand, it is you a trap. Of, yeah, it's a trap. You kind of flop helplessly on it. So you got to avoid those. Okay. Yeah, but obviously the water traps, you can just navigate. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the golf balls hurt you. So you've got to avoid the balls themselves. Uh, okay. The golfers might start taking their aim at you as you attract attention. <laughs> Uh, there should be levels, uh, maybe this is all levels, but let me pitch this. There should be levels, at least some, where you are trying to eat a specific number of golfers mm -hmm. in as few, like, leaps out of the green as possible. And if you get it, at the end, it says par. Yes! Oh, that's <laughs> it! The thing about the the thing about the shark is that it has a health meter that depletes every time you surface. So you need to be conservative of your leaps to get as much damage in each one as possible. I love that. Yes. And so it's partially about like wrangling yes. the golfers. Like you are trying to scare them and almost With like a fin, sheep herding the dog. The thing that above the green is what herds them into place for you to attack them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you're trying to get them away from the sh the sand trap because as we've established, that's dangerous. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I love that. That's so fun. <laughs> yes. Yes. You are. You are. The, the purpose of the levels is you're trying to wrangle these golfers. And so maybe it starts off on a real golf course because it's like open and that's like the tutorial level. Yes. A real Emerald Hill situation. <laughs> yes. Maybe that's the name I mean, of the first level, Emerald Hills. Game. I was I was writing that down. Is that too close to a Sonic level name? Uh, Maybe that's fine. No, I love it. That's that's not a flaw, that's a feature. <laughs> uh okay, yeah. So it starts off, but I feel like some of the more difficult levels are gonna be more tightly packed yeah. with obstacles uh like the windmills and the giant gorillas. Yeah, exactly. The further the further in you go, the crazier it gets. Eventually, maybe you get to like a U.S. Open situation uh, <laughs> where there are just these massive crowds in the stands. And <laughs> yeah, and you've got to get them off the stands yeah. and onto the green yeah, and panicking exactly. and clustered in the right way. God, that's such a – that sounds like so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> I know you've got a big game hunger, but what about a big game thirst? Are you familiar with Shaker and Spoon? They're a subscription cocktail service that helps you learn how to make handcrafted cocktails right at home. Every box of Shaker and Spoon comes with enough ingredients to make three different cocktail recipes developed by world-class mixologists. All you need to do is buy one bottle of that month's spirit, gin, vodka, etc., and you have all that you need to make 12 drinks at home. For just about $50 per month, plus the cost of the bottle, this is a super cost-effective way to enjoy craft cocktails, and you can skip or cancel boxes at any time. 
This is a perfect thing for going into the holidays when you're going to have people over and friends and family that maybe want to impress with a classy nightcap. You can do that with a shaker and spoon box. So invite some friends over, class up your nightcaps, or be the best house guest of all time with your shaker and spoon box. And you can use a big game hunger code to get $20 off your first box at shakerandspoon.com slash BGH. That stands for big game hunger. I hope you're enjoying Big Game Hunger. You should check out some of the other shows that are part of the Multitude Collective. I think you'd enjoy Spirits. Spirits is a history and comedy podcast focused on everything folklore, mythology, and the occult told through the lens of feminism, queerness, and modern adulthood. Every week, mythology buff Julia and her childhood best friend Amanda get together to learn about a different story from mythology and folklore over drinks. Get it? Spirits! That's everything from mythological origins of major franchises like Lord of the Rings and Wonder Woman, to a roundup of werewolf stories around the world, to modern urban legends like Creepypasta. Maybe there's an episode on that that has a cool person that joined them for that episode, then you want to listen to it. Start listening with any of the 300 episodes they've released over the last seven years. There is so much to enjoy, whether you're here for the analyses of mental health and mythology or just want some creepy modern ghost stories. Dive in at spiritspodcast.com or search for spirits wherever you download your podcasts. Are there different kinds of shark? Are you? I think you're just playing like one kind of shark, but there are lots of different sharks that could potentially have like different abilities. Is that something we want to dip into? I think, is that something that's in the other shark game we were just talking about? Is that something in Maneater? Are there different playable sharks in Maneater? I don't think so. I think you're just the one big Maneater. Yeah. I wish I, I wish Uh, I played video games, but (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately I'm helpless here. Uh, I did play Maneater, but uh, not a lot of it. Oh, sure. Well, like a nurse shark will be able to heal itself. Uh, Greenland Aww. shark uh, is uh, – the, the Greenland sharks live for 400 years, so they've got stamina. Um, you have your classic great white shark, which does a massive amount of damage. Uh, so, yeah, you can spec your shark out. Yes. Uh, there's a goblin shark and you just – you have reach. Yeah, sure. When you explode out, you can jut your jaws out and grab them. How do you know so much about sharks? Um, it's the tables, Jenna. It lets me learn a little bit about whatever thing I experience. Uh, it's how I accrue an approximate knowledge of many things. Uh, naturally, you have your hammerhead shark. You have your bull shark. Those are able to cause damage to the environment in specific ways. Okay. Okay. Let's delve into that because we haven't talked much about the fact that this shark is terraforming. Yes. And that feels like it's got to be a part of the wrangling, right? Yeah. It's like if you – if you maybe maybe there's like a mid-surface where you're not fully leaping, right. but you are like – there's got to be a space between fully leaping and just your shark fin going up yeah. where you're like creating ruts in the ground. Oh, and, and it's you can like – you use those. Yeah, and it's like leaving a trail behind you like Bugs Bunny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. It's visually exactly like that. Uh, and that can be used to help sort of create cut off areas. Oh, yeah. From 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 the fleeing golfers. Now it's jazz ball, baby. 
I like that. Yeah, terraforming feels like it has to be a part of this because it is obviously a green. This is a green greening yes. uh, of reclaiming this land. So, uh, and I feel like that should that should also cause some health, but not as much as a full leap. So it's it's still part of this like management, stamina management. Mm -hmm. I like that. Okay. I, I'm having uh, fun just playing this game in my head right now. So <laughs> I feel like it would be pretty simple to translate this into an actual playable video game. I mean, this Alex, you've stumbled into the sand trap of this show, which is that after every episode, I'm like... Could just do this. Oh man, people make video games all the time. Well, I have an idea of what you can do on how to choose which of these excellent ideas to actually spend years of your life turning into <laughs> fashionable IP. <laughs> all right, when Brandon's done with Demon School, oh man, yeah, bring Shark on the Green to him. <laughs> Writing down Shark on the Green. Shark on the Green's not uh, is a pretty solid title. Yeah. I definitely want to riff on it on some options. A shark on the Dream is pretty good. Um, and Maneater's already taken. Yeah. I mean, Eat the Rich is more of a tagline than a title. <laughs> yes, but it's a really good one. Yeah. God, this is going to sell so well with millennials. <laughs> That's my market. <laughs> um, okay. We've done such a good job of collapsing all of these together. Are there... Um, all of, I'm, by, by the collapsing these together, I'm specifically referring to our three spreadsheet options. But speaking of collapse, uh, part of the rampage thing is knocking over buildings and stuff like that. Right. Uh, is that a part of this in any sort of way? Are you trying to knock over the windmills and the gorillas? That is what I was thinking. Yes, because okay. the the reason you can't have a flat golf field is that we need to fulfill the rampage part of this prompt. And yes. that's what I got here. Yeah, you do okay. have to destroy these beautiful, charming buildings, unfortunately. But uh, <laughs> something better will take their place. Uh, you're you're yes. reclaiming the land. Green space, a butterfly garden. Exactly. Uh, local plants. Right. Okay. I think every every level should end with you seeing um, a beautiful, again, Katamari-esque garden that uh, that appears yes. in this wreckage. Uh, that That's your bonus. Like, if you're able to get a 90% <laughs> success rate on the level, then you see what that space becomes. If you don't do I enough damage, it just becomes a golf course again. <laughs> they just repair the damage. Yeah, exactly. You you're have to, to devastate them to the point that they throw up their hands and leave town. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, boy. Okay. So uh, what are some stuff that you see? I'm trying to think of. It's been so long since I've mini golfed because the mini golf course, I mean, they don't, there's not a lot of them anymore, right? Uh, I don't go around looking for them. The, uh, I used to go to a place called Boomers, uh, which was this big <laughs> arcade Grand Prix space that had uh big Pringles mustache guy as its mascot. And it boasted that it had the world's largest wooden roller coaster, which nobody ever rode. Oh. Uh, you could go online and nobody would be there. And it, they <laughs> thought it would be this huge draw, but it basically bankrupted them. But this is a long way of saying they had five different mini golf courses. And the, that was my experience with mini golf. But the whole thing closed down in like 2016. Uh, is it because boomers started to become a... Um a mean term for, <laughs> for it was around that time yeah <laughs> yeah we did it millennials we did it another we, business destroyed we put that shark on the green 
I love the idea of shark on the green becoming <laughs> yeah, it's becoming a catchphrase for destroying older boomer business. That's what I love about it. It's not not every title has to be like a cutesy pun reference to something. This has the reach of being a thing that people reference itself. It's like, oh, this is a real shark on the green situation. Oh man, yeah, she she really put a shark on that green. Oh yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> we know about the uh, totemic power of sharks. Uh, <laughs> jumping true. them has become uh, an <laughs> irreplaceable part of our cultural lexicon. Uh, you're right. It's time to it's time to get rid of jumping the shark. That has had its time. Yeah, it's, it's time jumped to the get, shark put itself. the shark on the green. It's time to put a shark on the green. <laughs> Saying that jumping the shark has jumped to the shark. <laughs> <laughs> it's too it's too much. Too many levels for you. It's so many levels. You gotta get on you to gotta get my on my out. level, Jenna. We're always working the meta. <laughs> We're always finding a new strata to explore. After 320 episodes of insert credit, we're yeah. looking just for anything that will keep the thrill of podcasting alive. Oh boy. I can't wait to become um old and jaded as a podcast professional like you. <laughs> uh. I've seen things you wouldn't believe, Steamer. <laughs> Speaking of strata, what do you see? Uh, what do you? What is your? What are you visualizing as the actual? Like, where is the camera in this game? What are you visualizing this game actually looking like? I see it as three a three D game. I see the camera right behind the fin, so that the pom pom on the end of the knit cap is kind of dangling in the player's <laughs> face. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I was picturing this whole time. I've been picturing sort of a an above and behind. Like if the fin's here, I'm. This is for me only, yeah. for you and me only, because this is an audio medium. If the fin is uh, up in front of you, the camera is sort of back into the right. Yeah. So we're getting sort of this third third person view as you're as you're going through the ground. As you're carving it up. Yeah. Um, so maybe there's. This is probably one of those games where you can scroll, zoom in and out on the fin as you need yeah. to to do to do maneuvers. <laughs> Uh, I'm also imagining people who uh, forsake the eating of golfers and are just drawing things in the ground <laughs> with yeah. the, with your your tunneling abilities. Uh, what's that dolphin game where you can like build up speed and jump out of the water and do tricks before going back in? Echo is it Echo the dolphin? I don't think that's Echo. I think it's a different <laughs> dolphin game. Um, I, th this was very popular on like browsers and flash games back in the day oh i i don't know i don't know what this game is uh dolphin olympics i think it was called dolphin olympics okay well, are you suggesting that there be a portion of this game where you're scored on how many cool flips you do when you jump to eat people yeah when i was when i said carving it up out loud i was thinking oh there might be some kind of surfing angle here yeah <gasps> you could get you could score yourself based on when you build enough momentum you can get a certain amount of distance in the air and do cool flips and be uh awarded on style points as you decimate the population of golfers Okay, I love, I do love that a lot. Yeah. Um, 
I'm, I'm writing down style points for cool flips, and I'll just know what that means later. Of course. <laughs> uh, Speaks for itself. <laughs> I like that because then you're, you're trying to balance um, stunting with uh, eating people, which is the thing that actually gets you like the, the points and, and kind of heals you. So oh, that's yeah. a fun, very fun gameplay balance. Eating people is the win condition, but if you want to get the maximum amount of score – so that you can make this space into a butterfly garden or whatever, uh, then you got to do the tricks. You got to show off. Uh, like that. Okay. So e e if you play a perfect game and eat everything, yeah. you're still not going to be able to get the garden unless you're stunned. Right. And maybe the like stunts that. generate some kind of shockwave field that help you destroy the buildings around you. Ooh. Okay. I like that. I also like the idea of what that implies, which is that there are power-ups. Yes. Um, I like the idea of like speed boost or damage boosting power-ups. Right. <laughs> this is already a shark that swims through land. We have abandoned realism. Yeah, this is so real. Whatever. Yeah. Land sharks are definitely a real thing. They are to me. <laughs> and it, what does your heart tell you, Jenna? Does your heart tell you land sharks are real? Because if they are, then they are. I mean, there's the Pacific tree octopus. So if there's a tree octopus, why not a land why shark? Why not? You know, this why not? <laughs> there's more on heaven and earth than in your philosophy, Horatio. <laughs> what are the power-ups? What do they look like? Are the power-ups like stuff in the dirt that you eat on your way through? Are they specific people? Are they items on the surface that you're getting? Um, well, I think there should be a sort of homemade bomb in reference to Jaws, uh, like the one that uh, kills Jaws, <laughs> except it generates a big explosion. D doesn't hurt you, it hurts everybody else. Um, I like okay, so there are yes, there are there are oxygen tanks around. Yes, they're just that oxygen you can tanks hit. around. Yes. Okay. I, I I don't know why there are oxygen tanks on the golf course. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't have a narrative justification for that. I don't either. I don't know if we need one. It's a video game. It's a video game. <laughs> um a, a question that I have had during this whole conversation is the whole, the holes, the actual golf holes. Yes. What purpose are they serve? How are we interacting with them? Maybe those are potential power ups. Yeah. Um, maybe if you eat one or bump one out of the ground, that gives you some sort of power up. Or is there something else we want to do with the the? Because we have to acknowledge the the actual holes of the golf course in some way. Sure. Uh, I mean, there is a, something a little punk about that not being part of the game. That they're just there. The shark doesn't <laughs> care. Uh, but maybe <gasps> if you want, if you want to take the dark path, uh, you can start playing the golf course yourself by hitting the <laughs> balls with your fin into the hole. <laughs> that, is, that is conceptually so funny to me. <laughs> the idea that this anti-golf game also is also a, a golf game. <laughs> 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 this is your replacement for golfing. You play a shark bumping the golf. <laughs> That's really funny. Oh, no. Okay. Is that. And it's really hard. And when you do it, it gets you like 10 points. Like there's no reason to do it other than if you just really want to entertain yourself. Okay. I like that that's something that the game doesn't tell you you can do. Yeah, maybe you get like an achievement for it or something. <laughs>
Yes. And that achievement is golf. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I do love it in games. That was always a fun thing in like Overwatch where before a match started, if you could get there are some levels where there are basketball hoops and basketballs in like the opening section um, before the game let you onto the actual field. And if you could get a basketball in the hoop, it would do a little like fireworks animation. Yeah. Uh, and it was absolutely pointless, but you had time to kill. So you just kind That's of That's what it. I'm thinking for this except it's much yes. much harder and you really have to go out of your way to do it <laughs> yes i really like that um that it feels like it's very much towards the 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 whole energy of this game which golf is golf is a pointless and destructive endeavor <laughs> All sports are a huge amount of effort for little yes. reward, but you do it because you love doing the actual activity, and that's perfectly right. fine. But maybe it's not worth ruining the environment and being racist and sexist for. <laughs> yeah, you could play golf in this game, but that's not what it's for. No, it's for the opposite. Yes. <laughs> it's for expressing your um, dissatisfaction with the ruling class and the world with how it is, um, using the symbolic medium of destroying a golf course. Oh, this is going to win some awards right here <laughs> we're gonna I, get a bafta we might get a bafta i'm kind of hoping it's too dumb for that <laughs> <laughs> but it's making a statement jenna yeah. it's a game for change <laughs> i just hope that the statement is so dumb people are like no the shark game <laughs> No, it's the Mountain Dew Doritos Presents Games for Change Award. That's what uh, we're under your consideration for. PGA Presents yes. <laughs> Games for Change. Yes. Accepting this award is Tiger Woods. <laughs> Tiger Shark Woods. Is that anything? Um, It's really good is what it is, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> it's really it's not it's not in a good it's not good in a way that I laughed, but it's good in a way that it was really clever. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Sorry. I liked it. Um, yeah. But in a way that made me go, huh, yeah, that works. Yeah, that is something. <laughs> I don't know if we want to name our shark tiger. Uh, I think that's confusing. Um, No, that would, yeah, that would be confusing. Should we name the shark? We should name the shark. Well, we've established you can play as different kinds of sharks. So maybe each shark would have their own name. Oh, I like that. Yeah, they're each a different character. They have a different yeah. kind of vibe. Yeah. There's a Wallace. There's a Fiona. There's a Bruce. <laughs> there's a Cheryl. There's a, uh, a Flinda. Yeah, a Flinda. There's a, um, a Roarmore. That's probably a good shark name. I mean, maybe we name them after famous golfers, like uh, Ar there's an Arnold for Arnold Palmer. Um, <laughs> uh, th surely there are other famous golfers. <laughs> I <laughs> could, could we name them after famous wrestlers? <laughs> could we name them after, could we valorize um, the, the athletes of an entirely different sport? <laughs> oh, yeah. This is uh, my shark stone cold Steve Austin. Is that what we're going for here? <laughs> Kinda. That feels like we're deviating from the prompt a little bit here. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Um, I'm trying to think of whatever. I mean, we could name them after famous kaiju. Uh, oh, yeah, because this is a Godzilla-like. It is a Godzilla-like. Um, instead of Mothra, there's a Martha. Uh, <laughs> uh, instead of uh, Rodan, there's a Rodney or a Ronald. Uh, yeah, we could do that. Instead of Godzilla, there's Greg. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and it's very stealth. That That is something that you that is like in the director's commentary for the game. We'll mention it. And people will be like, that's 
you really that's <laughs> why did you do that <laughs> well, yeah but that that is not parsable if you're just playing the game <laughs> right and we'll tell them we did it because it was in the podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah we we said it in the podcast yeah people will have to cite this podcast <laughs> yeah if we didn't do it then this podcast is just wasting everyone's time and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> All of these will become real games because otherwise this is just a huge waste of time for the listener. Yeah, my time, your time, the listener's right. time, right. the time of everybody at Multitude Podcasts who've been Life working is on so short. Why, we don't have time to play golf. Why would we have time to talk about a video game that a nobody plans on actually making? That nobody's making. Why would we put our limited time and effort on this planet into to doing oh. this. No, I believe, Jenna, <laughs> that one day this podcast will spawn an idea so good that someone will steal it from you and you'll be caught in years of litigation in court trying to prove <laughs> that it was your idea. Alex, can I tell you? I think I've already made that idea and I think it's hey. Shark on the Green. <laughs> Shark on the Green, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's the title Shark on the Green. It feels like it has to be. Right? I think it's got to be. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's got to be. No exclamation mark. But when you see that title in on the game, you and you see that box art of a shark emerging from the ground with that golf knit cap uh, as golfers run screaming in different directions, their Arnold Palmer's flying clubs flying from their hands, you know exactly what this game is about, and you are in for a good ass time. This game is going to be the only time that your grandma or grandpa goes to a Walmart and buys you a video game and they're like, I bought you that that golfing game and you're disappointed. But then when you open it, you're really yeah. excited. Shark on the green. Wow. Oh, but this is so much better than Lee Carvalho's putting challenge. <laughs> Yes. Oh, this will be the only time uh, in the history of <laughs> gifted presents that that, that yeah. it works in your favor. <laughs> it works out. That's what we're doing here. We're making dreams happen. <laughs> uh, Alex, do you have anything to plug? Oh, Lordy. Uh, please listen to 52 Pickup, uh, my comic book podcast where we get silly about comics. Listen to Insert Credit, where very often I challenge our panel to come up with video games like this uh i think in our most recent episode we came up with a steamboat willy mini uh video game because that's public domain now yeah that's a good old time and uh, (laughs) jenna has been on an episode of that so if you'd like to hear more of jenna you could search for the one she did dig it up Uh, it's so fun it's a very fun show we got to do that again. We got to bring you back on Instagram. Yeah, I, anytime. I would love to. And I'm slowly yeah. going to have all of y'all, all of you insert oh, credit yeah. dudes on. Uh, I have a column on DC.com, the DC Comics website, where I answer people's obscure questions about comic book history and the nuances of all these thousands of characters who inhabit this universe. I think that's enough. <laughs> Listen to my two podcasts and read everything I put online. Uh, I'm at alexjaffe.bisky.social on Blue Sky. Uh, that's about it. Excellent. I think that's enough. That's Isn't probably, that enough? No, because I'm also going to plug Aftermath, which is who, the the group that you're doing. A group, I don't know what, what term to use, but it's it's what, what you're doing 52 Pickup with. Yes, uh, and a listeners. collective of disgruntled video game journalists who <laughs> uh, left a much worse website to make their own very good website. Uh, where they write cool stuff about video games and their environs. 
and the things that people who are interested in video games might be interested in themselves, uh, like comics. Uh, we have a much broader scope on the kind of thing that people are into, and we write interesting things about it. Yes, and and they're crushing it. Aftermath is one of the one of a number of independently owned uh, video game things out there right now for people who are. <laughs> tired of working for bad business people uh yeah. and the stuff they're putting out is incredible so if you're not if you're not reading aftermath y'all got to get out there and check it out yeah right now the headline article on aftermath is by luke plunkett reading it's been a huge week for dipshit <laughs> companies that either hate <laughs> artists or are just incredibly stupid yes it's a really good breakdown i read it it's yeah. a really good breakdown of all of the really just upsetting ai art shenanigans yeah. that happened last week and and i when you're listening Listening to this in the future, there's going to be another great article uh, from and, and from video game professionals who know the industry so well. Uh, oh, yeah. So I'll put a link in the description, but you've got to check out Aftermath. Yeah, you got to get Gita on this show. Gita would destroy this. Gita. I would love. It. I'm going to have yeah. all of you all on as well, <laughs> slowly yeah. but surely. <laughs> Big Game Hunger is part of the Multitude Collective of Podcasts, edited and mixed by the talented Misha Stanton, and created and hosted by me, Jenna Stieber. To support this show directly, subscribe at patreon.com slash thejenna. Alex, what's one word, adjective, gameplay type, premise, etc. that you would like to add to the ingredient list? Okay, okay. I've got three words for you. <laughs> and if you want to take them all, you can take them all. I'm going to take Here them Here are the words I have written down. Okay. Hyper-realistic. Ooh. Randomized. Ooh. And award-winning. <laughs> <laughs> that one is make the game actually good. Oh, <laughs> extra pressure! I had such a different interpretation of what award-winning is. Oh yeah, well, what's your interpretation? Uh, I'm gonna put down award-winning good, which is what you were suggesting. No, 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 no. And, Just keep and, it award-winning. And I'm gonna put down award uh, award bait. Yes, that's more what I had in mind. Uh, okay, actually. okay. The good thing was a joke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll just put down award winning then. Yeah, and just we'll award winning. We'll suss it out. Yeah, that's that's exactly <laughs> what I had in mind. We're on the same wavelength here. Honestly, I didn't know we could nominate for all three of the things. I thought we just had control over adjectives. Um, anybody can do anything they want. <laughs> anybody can do anything they want. I um, tell people they can submit one word, but I'm secretly very pleased when people have multiple words. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you for joining me, Alex. Uh Thank you for listening to Big Game Hunger, and don't forget to wishlist Shark on the Green on Steam. Release date, TBD. Also, Demon School. Wishlist that, too. Yeah, if you haven't really wishlisted Demon School, you should wishlist that, too. Yeah, come on, please. Please. 